Hi everyone, welcome to Delapo and Friends Do Better Podcast. I'm here um, in April in 2020. Crazy year, if you ask me. But I'm here with one of my great friends, Brian. And we're going to talk about what it means to be Nigerian-born versus American-born, but also still very much Nigerian. I'm sure that anybody who watches this can still learn something from it, whether you're from Nigeria, from Congo, of Irish descent, of British descent, whatever you are. You know, at the end of the day, we all have our individual cultures. It's about staying true to who we are and also learning how to be, how to just, you know, thrive in new areas of our lives and through moves and ups and downs and whatnot. But I hope you all really enjoy this episode. I hope y'all are staying safe and I hope that y'all are still learning ways to do better even during this time. All right, let's get into it. Hi everyone, welcome to Delapo and Friends Do Better Podcast. I'm here in quarantine times and I'm here with Brian, one of my good friends that I met at UT, but I'm sure we'll be lifelong friends just because uh-huh. is amazing. Um, Brian, do you want to share with the congregation, with my listeners, who you are and what you're about? Uh, hi, my name is Brian. Um, I'm a UT student, graduating the semester. Um, I met Dolapo at Voices Africa. And yeah, bro, it's kind of hard not to like Dolapo, you know? But yeah. <laughs> Voices of Africa is an acapella group, by the way. I don't know if I talked about that on my podcast. But yeah, Brian's a strong bass. He prefers <laughs> to be a tenor. Got very angry every single time we put him there. But he's a great singer. Um, yeah, Julia definitely that one. <laughs> every single time we're like, hey, man, just move to that side. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> but he'll still find a way to do his solo. So at the end yes. of the day, hear his voice. Y'all um, can't struggle my voice. <laughs> Okay, so this episode, we're talking about growing up. Actually, first, okay, this episode, we're talking about growing up Nigerian versus growing up Nigerian-American, but also becoming Nigerian-American. Because, Brian, you came here, what, 2016? 20? Yeah, 2015, uh, December. Okay. Yeah. But I guess first, I was just going to ask, like, you know, I feel like it's fitting. You just ask, like, how has quarantine been for you? Quarantine has been um, enlightening. I, I think it's been um, it's been quite um, a learning experience. Just because like I feel like um, I'm I'm a couple of people, like I, I try to plan everything to plan my life like days and weeks and months ahead. And um, especially being um, a student leader, it's kind of like part of my life at this point. And so to have everything kind of like sucked on under the carpet like out of nowhere kind of hit me hard um but I think I'm fine with it now and just like try my best to move on also realizing the fact that it's kind of like worse for a lot of people and so just being grateful for the fact that um I can still actually attend school mm-hmm. while my friends actually can't uh mm-hmm. being back home in Nigeria so it's like um it sucks for everyone but obviously there's um, a lot to learn from this mm-hmm. I appreciate that um has there been like what has been the best part of quarantine? Like, if you can pick something in there amidst all the chaos, what has been the best part of quarantine? Uh, this is like, I mean, this is like, the, like completely lazy, lazy, this is lazy part of me saying this, but it's like having to wake up at 9.28 for your 9.30 class. 
has to be the <laughs> <He's all-time> <laughs> <laughs> has to be the favorite part of this whole thing, bro. Oh my goodness. But yeah, actually, how's it been for you? Like, what's quarantine been like for you? Quarantine, like I said, like it hasn't, like I said earlier, not before it, not in, within this when we were talking earlier, that it's not drastically different than what I feel like I would already be living my life only because I'm still able to go to work, which I thank God for, you know, and at the same time, like, I'm not somebody that's constantly out, but like I said, like earlier too, that there were certain events that were going to happen during this time that I've been looking for since I stepped on that college campus and now I can't walk across the stage and I can't have these final, like, you know, gatherings and nice times with my friends. And so that's the part that hits deep, but at the same time, like I've been, I don't know about you, but this is the most I've been connected to my friends. Like with people been calling me, people that usually I'd over talk to on the phone, have been calling me, I've been talking to them. Um, and I guess even by the time I left UT, like yeah. I guess we would communicate here and there, but I think quarantine has even pushed us to like even trying to reach out to people more just because we know we have the time or they have the time, yeah. essentially. So yeah, uh, the best part, kind of going along with you is just the lazy part of me. But um, <laughs> just like knowing that rest, everybody is resting. So you don't feel as bad about resting, yeah. you know? But you know, usually life is really fast paced and everything's going really quickly. And Every so time you take a break, you feel like like you're miles and miles behind or you're doing something bad, but now there's no, you know, you begin to feel that way, definitely. Everybody's on Twitter, so we'll just do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so appreciate you for sharing that real quick. Just wanted to check in with that. But um, my first question when it comes to this topic of being born in Nigeria and being Nigerian or being born in America and also being Nigerian, Um, just kind of starting with when you came here, what were some of your assumptions about what life would be like in Texas or in America? All right, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because, like, um, like growing up, I kind of like grew up on Disney, and mm-hmm. so like my whole perception of what coming to America is going to be like is kind of like what I saw on Disney, which, for the most part, was, I mean, it was a very, um, I think, I think Disney is a very one-sided view of America, mm. um, almost like a white perspective of America. Um, and it's like that's kind of like how I thought it would be, you know, just coming in, having every. I, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird. when you actually think about it now, it's kind of weird because mm. I kind of assumed that I would have lots of stuff that I don't know why I assumed I would have those things. Mm. What do you think about it now? But like what? Like I don't know. Like I, I, if if I just like thought I would just like come and I would like change my closet in like one second and like wow. buy everything, like like get a new phone and like I, it's just. My thing is like I don't understand where those thoughts are coming from <laughs> at this point, but it's just like this assumption that like, oh like yeah everything is just going to be so like nice and upgraded, you know like upgrade mm-hmm. upgrade like automatic just like that mm-hmm. kind of. But like, um, yeah you know it's thinking about I don't know it's just from a point of view of like life being just perfect mm. when you come to America is like definitely. The, the expectation, I guess. Yeah. Okay. What were some, like, your assumptions about, 
or my first I have a lot of questions they're all over the place but one thing I found interesting is that the time that I traveled to Nigeria and just even if it was only a month and a half or a month the shock I felt coming back to an American airport yeah um, technically a lack of the more diversity because you know Nigeria there's a lack of diversity <laughs> so when I yeah. got here I was like oh my god like I forgot non-black people existed for like a month did you have that like experience um being in Nigeria I feel like you you almost don't think about such things because like for example from me, me as myself like I never saw, and maybe this is a thing for other Nigerians but for me I never called myself black I never called myself anything I was just Nigerian and if someone asked me where are you from I'm from Imo State you know I'm like it's like I was a person from Imo State I was nothing I was just a person you know I just that extreme classification of people did not exist and so um, for the most part it was just like we had people that were not Nigerians but it's just like they were just you know we called them like Oibo meaning like white person like it's like you know it's like for the most part of it it was just everyone was just no, like it was just every other person, you know. There was there was no kind of like classification in that sense, and so I feel like um, I feel like when I when I came here and then like there was like black, Hispanic, um, like different classifications. For a while, it took it took me a while to understand like just like why we had to make these distinctions or stuff like that, and it's like 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 the, the disparity that exists between these groups or the. the difference in culture like the reason why these people are like have to why you have to recognize these differences just because like it just didn't exist you know like being in Nigeria where everyone is just looks like you you know like mm. everyone for me I feel like the biggest thing in Nigeria was money not necessarily mm. like how you looked or where you were from you know mm-hmm. yeah oh wow okay so what were some of your some, did anybody give you any like tips or advice? Even some people that have never even been to the US give you any tips, tips and advice, and you came here, you're like, that's wrong, or like, okay, that's right. This is useful. This is not useful. Um, hmm. I know. Okay, so um, this is this is weird, but yeah, when I was um, because I was in boarding school before I came, and um, so my when I was leaving. You know how like you don't how your parents always be like oh don't go and start telling people that you're going that you're going anywhere or like mm-hmm. this is like this is the worst business the sky. <laughs> before, <laughs> before the place you know kind of situation so obviously I didn't tell no one but um, when I was in school there was this lady my chemistry, my chemistry teacher but she was like um, in you have you have someone who kind of like takes care of you because you, mm-hmm. you can't have a phone right so you have to mm-hmm. use someone phone to call or do whatever and so she was kind of like my like, like she was like kind of like in charge of me. Like my, she was guiding me essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one day, cause she knew I was going to America. And so one day, she, I think she sneezed, and I was like, "Bless you." And he said he turned and looked at me and was like, "Don't say bless you again." Like saying bless you is assuming that the person is religious. That you're going to America. If you say that, that kind of thing, that people might might take offense. That you're assuming that they are religious. And I was just like, bro, it wasn't even that deep. I, I it's just not said, that deep. Bro, I was like, I was so confused. 
<laughs> she's like, like you're going to the devil's land or something. Bro, I was so confused. I was like, wait, I just said bless you, bro. <laughs> That's a nice thing to do, right? I can all get fights. But like that definitely was like and it's weird because like what's the while I think about it and I'm just like <laughs> I mean, like, you came to like the south where bro. you're supposed to be like all these manners and all this oh wow. I, I don't know but like definitely that was like um one of the craziest things i ever heard <laughs> um <laughs> i don't think i got any of that like like weird advice or something like that i mean there's someone told me to um greet justin bieber for her but i'm, I'm very sure she was joking <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as usual, she was joking us. <laughs> if it wasn't a joke, <laughs> that's problematic. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. Uh, how about, how were your experiences when it came to relating to Nigerian Americans who are from Nigeria, of Nigerian descent, versus coming here and relating with people who were born in Nigeria. Was there any differences that you saw? So, um, um, I'm not gonna lie, it's actually a difference. Like, I feel like, okay, so first things first, when I came, I started off in community college, right? <laughs> and honestly speaking, I feel like it's more about the people you meet and not just the fact that you were born here mm-hmm. or like the fact you were born in Nigeria. Mm. I think it was people I met first of all that were born in Nigeria, they were born in America, but how they would say their parents are from Nigeria. And mm-hmm. it's like it just felt not the same. Like it just it just felt like we were like it just felt like me meeting any, any other person, you know, like any other person mm-hmm. that was here in America. Cause like it, it, it when I came from Nigeria, for me the biggest thing was finding people who could understand where I was coming from, mm-hmm. um, understand what I was going through. Transitioned from Nigeria to here. Mm-hmm. I saw what my parents are going through. Like someone I could be with, and not to explain a joke. Someone I could be with, and just like you know, like enjoy my time and not have to stress and stuff like that. And even on the academic basis, someone who I could be with and like flow academically in terms of like stressing out from losing one point, that kind of situation, like like mm-hmm. like cultural mentality kind of situation. And yeah. I mean, not everyone is like that, obviously. But the people I I, I had met initially were just you know just just different. Like it just it just seemed very um like a like a dexic i guess mm-hmm. and so um but then i still it was later on i met um a couple of like american um, nigerians that were born here mm-hmm. and they're pretty cool like um we created the esa in school and like in our community college and it was just my it was mad fun um yeah. I, I transferred and then i met y- y'all and it was just like it was just crazy was just, i feel like when i actually transferred i feel like i Bro, I feel like I met like lots of like Americans, Nigerians who grew up in America. Yeah. That were even more Nigerian than like I could have ever guessed in my life. Like, mm. I, I, I feel like at that point I was cause, because prior to meeting y'all, I just felt like Nigerians who were born here were just I don't know, just so different. Mm. But then like came over to um, UT, I realized, bro, this is not the case at all. So mm. I, I at this point I'm just like it's just like a personal thing or like a yeah. family. Just like it depends on how this person wants to, you know identify you know if, if someone wants to take up this take up i if someone wants to embrace the, the nigerian in their heritage or whatever like it would definitely show yeah. and if you just don't care it would definitely show you know mm. but yeah like meeting you i could have sworn 
Bro, I could have seen bro, like, that was oh yeah. do you know this that was a compliment? I really thought I was like, wow. He's like, so when did you move here? I was like, move bro, here. Bro, I could have I could have sworn you're from Nigeria, bro. Cause like it's like like I don't know, my like the banter is the same. Like the, like it's just like like the energy is the same, like bro, like I don't know, it's just yeah, definitely like it says a lot. Like I told you, like it says a lot, I think, about my parents just how they're very they've always been authentic authentically themselves like i've yeah. met other people's parents where they're struggling so much to twist their tongue and they're very obsessed about you know like brands and making sure their kids like look a certain way and act a certain way trying to fit in with like typically like their neighborhood that they're in you know they yeah. want their kids to fit in and so they kind of adjust their kids to fit in to where they've chosen to you know be but my parents were never really like that. Like they they humbled us. And so I think from humbling us, they just made us they I think they just didn't want our life to be too easy. And so like my dad was always reminding us of things that he had to go through with his mom and my yeah. mom also too with her parents and whatnot. And so them teaching us that lesson before they give us that lecture, they can simply just say it. But they'll make us like we'll throw a party at our house and now me and my brother four or five years old are end up washing everything with our hands when we have a sink inside and a dishwasher right we can watch they're like no take this bucket do this one do that raising chickens in the backyard for no particular reason then we can pull the Kroger down the street and just like don't think they <laughs> every time I hear these stories bro I I just I just die bro <laughs> they're different my dad is different to the core. It's like he moved here and he he exhibits a behavior of like, I would say a redneck or somebody from the country, but it's like the Nigerian version of that. And yeah. so that's just who he is, I guess. But I guess my other question is, where did your love for like the U- like UK culture oh. and like culture come from? I still, I don't know if it's just particular to you, but I also know like a lot of other Nigerians who have a strong affinity to them and to that oh, area. Okay. It's actually weird because like, I, I should, like there's like, historically, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> there's no reason why I should have any sort of liking towards them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, well, first things first, um, when I traveled there, I, that was, that's for me, it's been, um, my best traveling experience one mm-hmm. uh, and two I'm a huge like most Nigerians are huge like football fans and yeah. um, like it's something that's like it's huge in my family it's like it's huge it's always it's it's huge for me like and so it's like um, that experience has always I've just been like I feel like it's like because I've like so much like um, dived into that culture um, it's just everything about me kind of like revolves around it in a way like from there like like for example Stormzy right so yeah. Stormzy um, is also like he also did this advert for Manchester United which is a club I support as well and so it's like everything about them is like so I, I fell in love with football and I fell in love with Stormzy and I fell in love with Grime and I fell in love with you know so it just it keeps going like it spreads it spreads yeah. you know just like keep, and like the fact that like um, especially now where um, you have lots of like collaborations between like UK artists and African artists mm-hmm. and just like even like uh, what's it called like Malik Berry and his experience yeah. and like I mean and it's like I feel like it's like all these things happened 
peak time for us like when we were like like most like um susceptible to to social media or to like p- public influences and these are all these things that were popping and so it's just kind of like you fall into these things then it just it just sticks with you you know and it's, yeah. yeah it's just it's been a mad experience but yeah Even you you just said mad and peak <laughs> in the same sentence so this is my prime example of how I'm much dead. Uh, what is like would you say has been your biggest learning experience of moving here and living here um honestly I think the whole thing has been a journey bro like um especially being um back home during this quarantine period like it's made it's made me think a lot like in terms of like um what I've like like from where I've come to now in terms of graduating now, you know, and moving on with life. Um, it's just, it's it's crazy. Cause I remember when I first came, um, like in my mind, like nothing was going to change much, you know, mm-hmm. like I was going to come into this place. It's going to be a great experience, but like, I never really thought about how, um, how different the culture was or how different the people were or how different, you know, societal norms were. Um, and I came in just feeling alright, and you never think about it. But even the way you dress is different. Like, mm. like everything about you is just different, and it sticks out. And it's like, how do you deal with such things? How do you handle such things? I never considered any of those things. Uh, I was just thinking about the other day. I was like, um, I was thinking about. So when I first came, I started to community college, and my I, I got a job. My first job was um, at KFC, mm. um, and it was just like I remember this one experience. Like, like it was my very first job. Um, like it was just me and my mom and my siblings my dad was like around but he was like in and out um which I was trying to, we're just trying to settle down at the time and uh so i got the job to you know help like, first of all, help myself out and then also like also help my mom out to do any way i could mm-hmm. and um <laughs> i read the experience i was um so i was cashier for the day and then um what's it called so the I was logging out, I was going out, and then the my manager kind of like counted out my um, what's it called, my cash register, mm-hmm. and I was short by a couple of dollars, but it was like it wasn't anything much though. Yeah, it was like like two three dollars, but it wasn't anything much. And he was like, um, I'll take that from your paycheck, and like if he said it to me now, like it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal, just because yeah. like it's it wasn't it was anything serious, and it was just, it was I don't I I can't remember what happened. But like at the time, like where I was mentally, like it was huge for me. Like, like I, I felt like this guy was taking something from me. Like I felt like he was having a huge influence. Like I felt like what he was doing was going to like have a huge impact on my life when he really wasn't. But it's just at the time, everything meant so much. Like, like every like every exam I took, I felt like I was taking the MCAT at the time. Like I, for some reason, like everything was just so different because you come in and it's like you're trying to settle your family is like stressed out you're, you're, you're stressed out and like it's yeah. like everything just means so much everything means so much more and it's also a mentality of a kid you know i was also a child then like my first job like it's i had a mentality of okay so if he takes out one dollar today and take out one dollar tomorrow by the time i get my paycheck what's left <laughs> it's like i feel like it's just like seeing myself like all through that like when i was like volunteering at the hospital then and it's just like like the, the mistakes you make the things you do like like just 
every it's just it's this whole thing i feel like my the whole journey from community college to ut austin people i've met you know friends i've made it's just been a freaking like great experience like it's 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 definitely been a, a life-changing experience like it's it's yeah it's 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 quite exposing i feel like it's um like when you're going like going through obviously i'm still going through it but it's like um when you think about how much you've grown or how much you've changed you know it it just yeah it's definitely mad yeah yeah that's awesome like and i remember thinking to myself and like telling other people like in passing like brian did the whole transfer student thing so well like a lot of people they complain about that first year of how tough it is to transfer to another school and you know kind of settle in and you know make different friends and whatnot also i was like dang like I've never heard of anybody actually having like a good experience, like coming, like, and then, you know, UT is a huge school yeah. and whatnot, but I always told you, I was like, dang, Brian did it well. He did it. You know, the first time you told me that, I, I, I honestly felt like, like it was a huge compliment because like, like prior to coming to, um, to America, I, I just finished, when I finished boarding school, like actually in boarding school, right? So I was a head boy of my school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen you've seen the pictures <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, when while i was doing that um my, my dad had really like warned me he was like you, you need to focus on your book situation like don't let this like get you carried away and somehow somehow it was a huge experience um i learned a lot but it affected me academically mm-hmm. and so um when i finished there i took my exam um which is called the jam exam in nigeria i applied to medical school um, and I didn't get into the, into the school I wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to go private. And so I got the private one. And then later on, I got another medical school. It was a very new medical school in, in Abuja. Um, mm-hmm. And it hadn't even like, like at the time, like I'm not even sure if it was, what's it called? Like accredited. accredited. Mm-hmm. It was still like, there was still a whole lot of stuff going on. And so I just wasn't proud of the whole experience. Like it was just, it was, it was kind of like tough. And so um, having that experience and then moving to the US, Static Community College for me was like this is my time to rewrite this story you know like it's mad but like when my jam result came out they actually posted me for agricultural sciences at some private university I was like bro bro I was like I'm gonna be a farmer bro (laughs) (laughs) bro but um yeah I felt coming here for me was just like this is time for me to rewrite this story like I like like I'm better than this like I have to prove to myself I'm better than this blah 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 and so it was just like a thing of like trying and trying and so just pushing and yeah like I, it's just i feel like day it's like also like it's just god like along the way i met desmond and he's another like that's, he's that's another, your like, friend you soulmate. Know? yeah he's another, he's another strong character that's just like out here to succeed and so it's like we just push each other along i met sumo we just keep on pushing each other and then all three of us got into ut and then it was a thing of like oh what like what like what next and so like it's just like we just keep on pushing because like yeah. that's really like all we know we can do or we you know we have to do and it's just like doing that and then meeting great people like when i actually first joined UT, i probably wouldn't have joined you because when i came in um i'd actually gotten this research opportunity um with um a lady that was in the hdf department mm-hmm. and so um before school started like, i went to meet her for me to actually start like like my actual job yeah and um 
and she was like she called me to her office and she was like so you're a transfer student and i've taken you already so don't get me wrong i'm taking you already but um i want you to take the semester off i don't want you to work this semester with me i want you to experience ut and then come back and tell me if you want to do this this thing with me she was like because she said most most transfer students she knows always struggle in the first semester and so she wants me to to not take this up and then disappoint myself and disappoint her she wants me to go ahead and experience UT and then if I'm, when I'm done experiencing UT that first semester come back and tell her what I think in terms of do I want to join or not and at the time bro that I was gutted I was like how in like like I've been so excited I came to school early because yeah. school hadn't opened yet I came because of this mm-hmm. and now you're asking me to go and I'm like what am I supposed to do now mm-hmm. and I was walking back home and I met Steven and I was telling Steven what I had experienced and Steven was like that's fine like just like take this time steven's like the most chilled guy ever like like steven takes life so easily but at the same time he is cutting edge like he is like he's so hard working and he gets everything done but he takes life so easily and he was like bro don't stress like i want you to take like just take the semester easy like you said and like do your thing like just literally do your thing and so we walked home we ate whatever we, that was the night that was the evening i went out and i met ukiro really life works and f- so anyhow somehow 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 okay i had i had about VOA, blah blah anyhow anyhow we, that's how we all met and it's like i feel like regardless of like academics or whatever like i feel like whatever i was able to do at et is simply because of the foundation i made i i, I had with you guys as friends you know like the ability to like the the opportunity or the 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 just the, the space to be able to do all that kind of academic work over the weekend over the week and have like strong solid friends that you can rely on like over the weekend like have fun with like mm-hmm. have actual discussions like actually say things that are on your mind mm-hmm. and not just like just like actually be able to like free yourself yeah it was definitely like a, a very like helpful experience like a very grounding experience and mm-hmm. it, it definitely allowed me to be my best self at UT which I'm always proud of like I'm always proud of you guys I'm always proud of my experience at UT like it's definitely been you know peak Bro. yeah peak <laughs> but i guess it's just it just gets back it goes back to what you said when it is bad when god closes the doors sometimes it's for a reason yeah and it's yeah. not till you have hindsight that you can look yeah. back and be like that was the reason why yeah. uh so just to end the episode you know i always ask every single time uh what are you doing better in your life in and you can be related to what we talked earlier about quarantine it can be on your identity now that you've kind of realized it as your life has changed when it comes to anything that you're doing better um i think it's just like self-growth like identifying areas in my life that are weak and i'm trying to grow and push that on i think i've had the unique experience or the special experience of living in both nigeria and america um and experiencing both cultures and so it gives me the, the opportunity to like analyze for myself what are the good things i've seen in nigeria what are the good things i've seen in america and being able to take both things and define myself and take away those bad things that i've seen um i'll give you an example um growing up in nigeria i feel like um we think we have a patriarchal system in america which we do and has to it has to be changed but it is a whole lot worse in Nigeria mm-hmm. um where um 
there is definitely female subjugation um and it's like it's something that if you do not like you consciously have to make a decision to not to like realize that as a man or as a as a male you just you're you're giving certain privileges and you're you're you're, you're taught to, to live in a certain way that can honestly be quite um oppressing or can be suffocating and just making that conversation to eliminate gender roles from your life eliminate um like it's like like almost like a way of like making yourself to con- like just consciously realizing that the world does not does not revolve around you kind of situation mm. and that just as much as i deserve this it's not because i'm the guy that i deserve anything but like because of like who i am my hard work and and god in my life and not because of my y chromosome kind of situation you know mm. it's like having to work through that always it's like i've i've seen myself grow through that i i, I would say and constantly growing through it um that's something definitely something in terms of like what i've learned in nigeria it's just the respect the nigerians instill to their children is something that is a huge positive for me about nigeria and it's something that i'm i'm always going to keep you know with me respecting people and respecting you know their beliefs and their understanding and you know and like their faith and stuff like that and so it's just getting that's just that's just my thing right now i just like self growth and i just feel like that's kind of like the the ride i'm on at the, at the moment yeah. so so basically unlearning some things and also learning some things to yeah definitely get yourself to the level like that. yeah what about you uh, i would say that in respect to again like culture and what not is to not be so hard on myself like sometimes you know like the whole language thing that's a big thing for me like i really want to learn and know yoruba well and yeah. i want to know our traditions very well like i guess like earlier this day i was watching like wedding videos with my sister and my mom and you know when they do the traditional wedding with the different spokespeople of the family and like just a wedding already for a yoruba wedding is just very deeply cultural and i can hear a lot of what they're saying in yoruba but it's like i want to know it completely and i guess what i'm trying to work on now is not being so hard on myself yeah cuz yeah. at the end of the day like there is a privilege of being born here and having the opportunities that i have and at the same time like i know i have like a yearning to be even closer to my culture and know even more but i just can't beat myself up for not knowing it all right now and i think like i should just be happy with the fact that i'm trying to learn and i'm trying to get more in touch with it and also not obsessing over the fact that i'm probably going to give birth to kids who are going to be even more purely american than me so i don't know that always bothers me i'm like like how many generations in before it's just completely gone it's like yeah i have nigerian descent somewhere in there and you know being in america is a lot easier to mix and mingle and now eventually you have chinese in law <laughs> on some side so, <laughs> so i just like just learning to be more content with where i am now and you know just understanding that it's also it's deep but it's not that deep in the sense of like there's more important things to life than just culture and there's more to my identity than just culture so yeah yeah all right do you want to say any parting words to the listeners um 
I can't end without speaking pigeon, bro, because <laughs> this is my lingua franca, bro. Um, all right. Um, thanks, guys. Um, I really appreciate. Be like, say this this meeting go go end now, but I'll make an understand. Say, um, like life, like this whole experience, not just God, you know, like. I just want to understand, say, like, as you just did go, just know, say, like, now God gets you, you know? Like, you know, guys, I think anything for life because nothing really did for your hand. Um, for all my Nigerians out there, I just want to understand, say, like, no, no, no reason I'm saying, no reason I'm saying this whole experience, like, you guys make up the exact way where you, where you design them. Because I don't say pressure day because most of us now first gens really there. But we just understand, say, life, life for here now, like, you can only see as far as you can see anywhere you did. But, like, now God will carry you, find out, you know, and just guys really say good day, what's time. But, yeah, that's my, that's my thing. 100%. Love it. Thank you, y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Brian. Hope y'all have a great week, great weekend, whenever this is released. It's a season two. Of Dilapo and friends. Hey, hey. So, <laughs> all right, y'all. Bye. Dilapo's doing great things out here, man. Season.